May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. So remember when you were a kid and you learned how to ride a bicycle and that wasn't interesting anymore. So you started letting go of the handlebars, right? And you'd say, look, Ma, no hands. Look, Ma, no hands. No pulpits. No scripts. (laughs) So we'll see how it goes. I was inspired to do this, though, right? Because we have that image of those young fishermen dropping their nets, right? Dropping the tools of their trade and following Jesus. So I thought, I've got to try it and see what happens. So I've probably got too many sermons here, but I've got three points. So we're going to talk about um, following, fishing for people, and nets. So stay with me. The 8 o'clock crowd actually stayed with me, so if they can do it, you guys can certainly do it. So I spent a lot of time with this text this week, and I've been actually quite disturbed by it. I've been very upset thinking these guys really did drop everything. And what about poor Zebedee, right? Like the boys just go and leave him sitting there in the boat. They drop everything. And I thought, I can't do that. I have a job. I have all of you. I have my children. I have my parents. What does it look like for me to be a faithful follower? Because that's just the reality of my life. And I'm pretty sure all of you have some sort of similar thing, right? You go, you know, I've got to take care of my kids. I'm taking care of my elderly spouse. I'm taking care of my parents. I have a job I have to go to. I have to pay the mortgage. I have to do all these things. So does this story imply that we can't be faithful followers too? The answer is no, right? But it doesn't give us a whole lot to go on. And so I've been really bummed about this. But I called a friend of mine, young, actually, Matt Burdett, who was here a number of weeks ago, and I said, I I give up. I can't be a faithful follower. I don't know what this is about. And he said, you're forgetting one really important thing. They were probably teenagers, those young men. (laughs) Right? There's no such thing as college. There's probably no such thing as high school. They're working in the family business. They could have been 16, 17, 15 years old. Of course they drop what they're doing and follow the charismatic Jesus, right? So our question then for each one of us is, we're not those teenagers. And if you are a teenager in the room, drop everything and follow Jesus. But for those of us who have more complicated responsibilities, the question to ponder, I don't have the answer, is what does it look like for you given the reality of your life, to be a faithful follower? What might you have to let go of in order to do that? That's point number one. Point number two, Jesus says, I'm going to make you fish for people. Right? What does that mean? We all have that image of those big nets where, you know, people fish and they bring up all of these big fish and that's a successful haul. Fishing boats, people doing it by hand. 
I personally like to fly fish, and that's a very solitary um, episode. I don't think that's what Jesus is talking about, laying in that little delicate fly. Again, I've been disturbed this week with this image of casting a net and fishing for people. Because just this week, we've had yet another example and another episode of how that's not always a good thing. There was a man, a father, named Jorge Garcia in Michigan, who's lived in this country for 30 years. And he was swept up in a net by ice and deported to Mexico, where he has not lived since he was nine years old. There's fishing for people. We're doing a really good job in our country of fishing for people, aren't we? And that fishing comes out of our fear and our anxiety. I don't think that's what Jesus was talking about. In the church, the big church, Trinity Church, pretty much any church or synagogue today, there's a lot of anxiety about fishing for people, about growing, right? We have to grow. We've got to throw that net out there, scoop those people up, get them in the pew, and get them to pledge. Right? And that comes from a place of anxiety. I don't think that's what Jesus was talking about when he said fish for people. So I'm kind of pushing back on that big image that we have in the story of that net. I don't like that net. I feel like that net is confining and it's generalizing and it brings people, you know, the the desires of the people throwing the nets, whether it's the church, whether it's ice, whether it's whatever. Um, It feels restrictive and controlling and not so positive. So think about that. What does it actually mean to fish for people? One of the translations, it's not the best, but one of the translations of the words, I will make you, it is a Greek word in the imperative, but one of the translations that I read said, Jesus said to them, I will show you, I will show you how to fish for people. So if we say, huh, let's try that on. What does Jesus show us by his life and by his ministry? He shows us healing. He shows us meeting people where they are. He shows us courage. He shows us prayer. He shows us having great meals with good friends, enjoying that wine and fellowship in the moment. He shows us obedience to God, the Father of all. He shows us suffering. None of the things that he shows us have anything to do with anxiety. So if Jesus says, I will show you how to fish for people. Is everybody still with me? All right, I'm going to make the lead to the third point. The third point is about nets. 
I've given you the what I think is the not positive part about nets. But what if we are called to design a different kind of net? Maybe we don't even want to call it a net. But stay with me. What if we all you can even do this? Put your hands up and let something go. Look at all these hands. Look at all these hands that are up. And what happens if I come over here and take Suzette's hand? Right? If we all took each other's hands, we create this beautiful web of people and gifts and intentions and prayers and fellowship and community And I know, because I've been here a little bit of time now, that that web or that network of beauty and light and love and healing extends into Boston at the Mana Ministry. It extends to Rwanda at the Mariundu School Ministry. It extends to Lowell. It extends everywhere outside this building. So picture that net. That's us, right? That's our ministry. That's not anxious. That's not trying to grab people. I think if that net, beautiful, filled with music, filled with prayer, filled with beautiful liturgy, filled with loving people, that net might bring some people through our door. That just might work. Follow me. I will make you, show you how to fish for people. And let's let go of the nets that constrain us so that our hands are empty. Empty to hold hands with one another. Empty to come up this aisle with our hands open to receive the body and blood of Christ. What do you need to let go of? That's the invitation for today. Amen.